Okay, this is Inner City Press's uh, second podcast of today, Tuesday, November 30th, 2021, here in the Southern District of New York Courthouse. Uh, we're covering the U.S. versus Ghislaine Maxwell case, and things have taken a decidedly serious turn. Uh, the witness is a, 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 under a pseudonym, Jane, um, uh, and she's testified that at age 14, she was... Uh, picked up, essentially, by Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell at the Interlochen Center of the Arts Music School in uh, Upper Michigan. Uh, and she was living then in a pool house with her mother in Palm Beach, Florida, because her father, had, a composer, had died, and his employer had canceled his health insurance without his knowledge, and they were basically bankrupt, and they moved to the pool house, and Epstein promised to pay for scholarships, and she started visiting his house, and she was sexually assaulted. The testimony got pretty graphic. Um, Yesterday I tried to, like, not include some words, but today, if you look at Inner City Press on Twitter, some of the words are in because there's simply no way to report it without it. Um, At one point, uh, the witness, Jane, sort of was sobbing, and this was an incident in New Mexico where alone, essentially in an enormous ranch, the Zorro Ranch, she was told, Jeffrey wants to see you, and she didn't want to go, but she did go. Now... I don't know exactly how Maxwell's lawyers are going to cross-examine Jane. I'm not sure actually it will even happen today. It's uh, 3.14 as I record this. There's a 10-minute break, but I decided that it's, um, it's too much. Um, the, the, uh, you can find the, the details of the, of the abuse, and it's pretty it's, – it's, it's, Maxwell was in the room. Again, I don't if, – if this testimony is believed by the jurors, it's uh, game over. So we'll see what the cross is going to be. Um, I've seen online, you know, one of the reasons I like to try to report in details, some people are like, where were her parents? And that might, as to the mother, it might be a good question. In fact, this break is about whether the mother, you know, was so enamored of the offer of the scholarship that she sort of turned a, uh, turned a blind eye as to what was happening to her daughter. But that's, even if you were to judge the mother, it doesn't really um, uh, excuse what, seems to have been done to the daughter. Uh, so I'm saying this, and I say, you know, ironically, uh, you know, yesterday, or at the end of yesterday, some sort of a, a dust-up or, or misunderstanding with another victim in the case, Maria Farmer, saying don't describe what's being said, but it has to be reported. That's all I can say. And including, this is the direct right now, but including the cross-examination, and it might make people mad to know what uh, Maxwell's lawyers do. Again, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not at all saying that's what's happening here, but people can be falsely accused. People accused of a crime by the government have a right to ask questions within reason, and I'm sure that's going to happen here. So there's a lot more to be said. I will say in terms of question and answering that our question to the United Nations about why Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General, had a representative on Ghislaine Maxwell's board when Ghislaine Maxwell was pimping out 14-year-old girls, and why the UN sends peacekeepers who, I, may, I kid you not, commit rape against five-year-old children in the Democratic Republic of the Congo and the Central African Republic, and then simply flies them home with no accountability, and then refuses to answer questions about it, and bans and throws out the press that asks? Those questions have not been asked, and I, uh, I, they should be asked. And uh, I'm banned from the UN, but I intend to continue to uh, push to be reinstated to ask just those questions. But for now, back to the live stream. Inner City Press, Matthew Russell Lee, to be continued.